Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hi, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with your four Penn State talking points for Wednesday, March 30th on this episode of the Blue White Breakdown. Item number one, Cam Sullivan Brown, Penn State's veteran wide receiver, officially made it known on his social media this week that he is off to the transfer portal. It's a kid who caught 17 passes for 166 yards in his Penn State career. He had four catches for 44 yards last season. He's been a depth piece for the past couple years, but his role in that Penn State offense hadn't grown very much. Didn't look like it was going to grow very much once again in 2022. He also entertained a couple seasons ago. The transfer portal then opted to come back uh, to Penn State's lineup. Now he's off. He's got one season of eligibility left, and it's to be determined where he ends up playing that final football season as far as what it does the Penn State's too deep at wide receiver, it does impact the bottom of that rotation, but shouldn't impact it a whole lot. Jahan Dotson is gone at the top of the uh, rotation. He could be a first-round pick in April's NFL draft. In all likelihood, Parker Washington, as a true junior in 2022, is likely to be the new number one wide receiver. He's been... Uh, Jahan Dotson's top sidekick for the past two seasons, including in 2021 when he caught 64 passes for 820 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley also arrives from Western Kentucky. He could be a number two, maybe even push for that number one job after a huge 2021 season there. Uh, He went into the transfer portal, big pickup for Penn State, one of few pickups for Penn State in the transfer portal so far this offseason. James Franklin weighed in on him earlier this spring, called him a mature player, which I think, especially given the departure of Cam Sullivan Brown, that maturity and that experience could pay dividends in this Penn State wide receivers room. Behind him, Keandre Lambert-Smith, he'll also compete for the, the second wide receiver job. He's been the number three for the past season and a half or so. He had 34 catches for 521 yards and three touchdowns last season. Looks like he's a talented kid who who took a big step forward in 2021. Shouldn't be forgotten. At the very least, I would expect him to play the same role as he has the past two seasons. But he could bid for more if he takes a big step forward in his development. Beyond that group, it's a fascinating uh, group of young players. Malik Mega is back. Uh, James Franklin had a lot of good things to say about him midway through 2021. He did get a chance to see a little playing time. He'll be a true sophomore uh, this fall coming up. Big kid at six foot four, uh, runs very, very well. Could prove to be a deep threat at the very least. Uh, Liam Clifford, Harrison Wallace are also back. They'll be redshirt freshmen in 2022. They've, at, at different times of their careers, earned praise from the Penn State coaching staff. Caden Saunders is another one to watch as a true freshman coming in. He enrolled in January. He is a very fast, very quick player, kind of like K.J. Hamler, 
who uh, the Penn State coaching staff compared him to as they were recruiting him out of Ohio. He's a four-star player. Uh, looks like a very, very good slot option. Just kind of a matter of how quickly does he, he develop? How quickly does he challenge for playing time? Those opportunities are available for most slots in the Penn State depth chart, especially with Cam Sullivan Brown. His experience no longer there. Penn State has no shortage of options to fill his role and to, and to grow that competition all through the spring and summer. Speaking of depth charts, Bob Flounders from Penn Live took a closer look at the linebacker depth chart, what that could look like moving forward, who could be competing to fill two open jobs with uh, Ellis Brooks and with Brandon Smith opting to leave for the NFL draft. We got confirmation this spring. Finally, uh, even even as of a couple weeks ago, Jonathan Sutherland was still listed as a safety on Penn State's uh, roster online. He has officially been moved to linebacker. He's now listed at 5'11", 210 pounds. And from the way James Franklin had talked about him, it looks like he will be a starting linebacker. He said this spring uh, in his introductory news conference that Jonathan Sutherland, his move to linebacker, gives them the best chance to put their best 11 players on the field. He's been a safety throughout his career. Key special teams guy. He's been a team captain. And he wouldn't be the first, nor will he be the last to try to make that transition from safety to linebacker. He's balked up a little bit already. I'm not sure how much more we'll see Jonathan Sutherland balk up for that job because his quickness and his experience will be keys to uh, to navigating that traffic a little closer to the line of scrimmage. James Franklin said he's thrived in that role. Expect him to start there and potentially thrive there once again. We also know that Curtis Jacobs is back in the starting lineup uh, after a, a very good season in 2021. He's the lone starter returning, but he looks like a star in the making. Could take a huge step forward and be an anchor in that linebacker rotation. So you've got two guys, Jacobs there and Jonathan Sutherland. Um, who else is competing for spots in that two deep? That will be the big question as we go through the spring. James Franklin said earlier this spring, that it could be a battle between Tyler Elsden and Kobe King for that middle linebacker job. We've also got Charlie Katcher back as a likely reserve piece. He's played a lot of football. He's struggled through some injuries and things like that during his Penn State career, but his experience uh, should be a part of that two-deep rotation. Jamari Budden is another one. He's back as a redshirt freshman. He opted to preserve his redshirt as the 2021 season was coming to an end, did not play in the bowl game in order to keep that red shirt. He's a former four-star from Michigan. We've also got three freshmen to watch, all from Philadelphia, all talented kids who could vie for opportunities early if they can uh, showcase their development when they step foot on campus this summer. Abdul Carter, who's six foot four, Ken Talley, who's uh, played on the edge, looks like he could play inside or outside at the next level, and Keon Wiley, same deal with him. He's also played on the edge, will look to move to that true linebacker spot. So a lot of different options there for, for James Franklin and first-year coordinator Manny Diaz to mix and match. There are some jobs up for grabs, including that middle linebacker spot, which will be one of the more fascinating position battles to watch as we get through training camp. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations 
including our new State College Dispensary, located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Penn State talking point number three has to do with name, image, and likeness. Penn State announced on Tuesday a partnership with NIL firm Altius Sports Partners. The idea there to further guide Penn State's efforts and educate student-athletes on NIL opportunities going forward. This comes about a week after a local NIL collective emerged called Success with Honor that was launched by some prominent members of the Penn State community. This NIL space is still the great unknown in college football and all of college athletics after the NCAA opened the floodgates for student-athletes to begin profiting off their name, image, and likeness. The race is on here to compete, to thrive, to get into this space and create advantages for your program. James Franklin has been clear for uh, a few months now, at least, that he believes Penn State had been behind in this race, which factors into recruiting and factors into pretty much everything going forward. Altia Sports Partners has emerged as an early leader in this area, and they have now 20 partner schools the partnership with Penn State will, quote, further advance the school's NIL program. Right now, it's about opportunities for student-athletes and linking those opportunities with willing people who are looking for that type of work and looking for endorsements and things like that from Penn State student-athletes. This is all about building a structure and a plan for the future, understanding the rules as they take shape, and making the most of them. We will uh, certainly hear plenty more on this front going forward. We'll get a little bit more clarity on what this partnership means, what success with honor means. Uh, it's all about giving opportunities and maximizing opportunities, which, as I said, will come down to um, recruiting as well. And NIL potentially making the difference between how you recruit and when you are able to get and, uh, and get kids committed and signed uh, name image likeness isn't going anywhere anytime soon, but clarity is still needed on this front. And that's why you see Penn State uh, announcing this partnership with Altia Sports Partners to better educate the university, all the student athletes, and link them up with opportunities that fit them all within the confines of the NCAA rules, which again will start to take more shape as we go forward. One last item has to do with Penn State basketball. <clears throat> Two items, actually. It's been a newsy few days for Micah Shrewsbury and his program. First, they picked up a commitment on Tuesday in the 2023 class. That came from Logan Imes, who is from Indiana. He announced his commit commitment to Penn State on social media on Tuesday. Imes is not yet ranked by major recruiting services in the 2023 class. He does hold offers from Creighton, Wake Forest, and Virginia Tech, among others. He's listed at six foot four, 175 pounds. Comes off a junior season where he averaged 17.8 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. Imes is the second commit in Penn State's 2023 class. He joins Braden Shrewsbury, who is Micah Shrewsbury's son and a guard from State College High. The other piece of news on the Penn State basketball front was the return of Miles Dredd for his fifth season at Penn State. Dredd can help bring some stability into Shrewsbury's second season after they had to scramble to put a team together this past winter as Shrewsbury arrived from Purdue. Dredd said he's looking forward to leading this team and giving everything he has in year five. He averaged 6.2 points per game in 31 games, and he made 20 starts last season. 
Dredd shot 40.7% from three-point range, and he attempted 135 three-pointers to just 23 twos. So you see where his role was for the Nittany Lions last year. He also said on social media as he announced his return that he played all of last season with a torn labrum. He'll come back hopefully with a clean bill of health and a chance to improve on those numbers as Penn State looks to continue building under Micah Shrewsbury. Those are your four Penn State talking points for Wednesday, March 30th. Stay tuned to PennLive.com slash Penn State football for plenty more news, insight, and analysis. And be sure to subscribe and download Penn Live's Blue White Breakdown anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.